Welcome to Booklinks, the only podcast where brother and sister set aside their familial bond to tear each other apart for the sake of books. My name is Gian, and my name is Nikki. In today's episode, we will be discussing a bunch of fun book-related news, and we'll sprinkle in some debate here and there. So, okay, my sister has no idea about the news that I'm going to be throwing at her, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So the first bit of news that I wanted to bring up is the thing that inspired me to do this episode. And that is, it ends with us has a movie. <gasps> yes, yes, there will be a movie. Okay, okay. And, and Okay, here's the thing. It is going to be produced by Reese Witherspoon's company. And Ben Badgley. And it will star Blake ben Lively. Badgley. Blake Lively will be playing the our favorite masters in business. Drag- I was so close. I thought really. of Gossip Girl. Yeah, like she will be playing our favorite masters in business graduate, Lily. Now, I'm here's sorry, the thing, though. She's supposed to be 23. Well, she's supposed just... to be 23. That's a, that's my first issue. Yeah. Se- secondly, I don't I feel like her i feel like maybe if this was in 2009 this would be more suitable to her vibe but right now she has like such a mature and wise (laughs) vibe about her i don't buy her being as stupid as lily was in the book could it be because she did that one movie where she was also in an abusive relationship but i haven't the one with the shark no, no, <laughs> no, shark no. Of the that's probably, arguably for you, that that's a healthier relationship. That is a one hundred percent healthier relationship than <laughs> because than you knew what you were Lily. going into. Yes, I knew. Okay, the shark will try to eat Blake Lively. Okay, <laughs> I am a very simple man. That I was like, okay, that's so good. anyway, for for this one, she did. She had a movie where it was Henry Golding and Anna Kendrick, right? No, 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 no. So this one was um she was blind and God damn, okay. he, he and she thought that you know she has the most doting husband and whatever and then supposedly she gets her eyesight back and then she realizes how much he controls her and whatever something like that I haven't seen the movie but I I feel like maybe that suddenly became her vibe and now she wants another abusive relationship because the shark was not enough apparently Yeah uh, or maybe but, okay 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 wait okay, okay. who Let me is continue. the male lead Let me continue. okay so she will be an executive this is what producer. happens when i don't have instagram yeah. i did not know about this i didn't find out on instagram actually one of my friends who knows how much i love this book like she knows this book is very near and, and dear i keep to me. telling you sarcasm um, doesn't translate well on podcasts okay well well, this is one of the worst books i've ever read in my life anyway she knows that so she contacted me immediately colleen thinks you're her biggest fan at this point because i am i i think i talk more about colleen than her actual fans (laughs) to be fair i've (laughs) okay so blake lively is the executive producer alongside the actor playing ryle which is justin baldoni I can't remember. Justin Baldoni is. is well known for being the star of Jane the Virgin. Uh, but that, then that's too old. So they have aged. I mean, so Ryle was supposed to be a bit older. But yeah, Justin Baldoni is... Okay. Yeah, I didn't, Ryle is... I didn't a write bit, this no, Ryle is in his mid-30s. Mid-30s, think, right? yeah. 
Justin Baldoni was born. But you is, know what? I forgot how young. 40. I forgot how young Lily was supposed to be on the book. She's supposed to be twenty three, or something. Yeah. See, the more you give give me these details, the more it makes sense yeah. why it happened to her. Yeah. So uh, here's a a bit from Colleen Hoover herself. So she announced it actually from her childhood home. Uh, where and she said like she went to the place where the abuse started um, just to make sure that everyone is like oh she's an ally whatever anyway um, so <laughs> this is her statement I think that Justin Baldoni and Blake Lively have what it takes to bring these characters to life and I cannot wait for you guys to see that happen I'm going to do my best to sneak y'all as much footage as I can without getting kicked off the set I'm so excited y'all Okay. Well, yeah, so uh, I will have the article linked in the description. Um, it's from Vulture. So that is the first bit of news. Okay, how do we... I think we all knew that it was going to turn into a movie at some point. Yeah, but it, how... It, yeah. yeah how, but, it's like the next John Green novel setup situation. Yeah, I, yeah that's Not true. necessarily a compliment, but that it's the same level, I would say. It, it is the same level. Um, but here's the thing. I think... I think they went for the best possible actors that they could get, not necessarily the best actors that suit the characters. Because I think Justin Baldoni and Blake Lively are really solid, capable actors. Um, but I think their age is wrong, and I don't think they match the description. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm wondering, because I don't even recall most of... When it comes to descriptions of um, the face... Or you know someone's uh someone's appearance in the book, I will already have the face in my head, but I'm not gonna remember the minute details. But in this yeah. case, I know for sure it was not Blake. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I love Blake Lively, but yeah, and plus I feel like that's a very heavy sort of thing that um to portray where she has to be naive. And it just doesn't make sense because, yes, she looks amazing, but her she age is still not 23. Yeah, that's true. Like, you, like, you can't deny the age. Yeah, let's, right? not a pull, let's not pull a Gossip Girl where they're all these 20-year-olds playing high school. Like, it's different yeah. now. You can't do 30, 30 plus yeah. and then doing, like, a 23-year-old. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think... Who's Atlas? Okay, so... In the article, they haven't gone that far yet. Like they're oh in gosh. far, Can it far. Be ben Badgley? <laughs> I would actually. I, I think that would make it really interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I want a reunion. I think for Atlas, they're probably going with or Ryan Reynolds. More, nah, they're gonna go with someone more dangerous looking. I think they have to lean into ooh, the dangerous ooh, aspect. Ooh, Jess, uh, Jess <laughs> from Gilmore Girls, Milo. He really would suit it, actually. Right? So if we no, I'm I'm being serious because if we are no, so Blake, Blake Based and on the J, Justin are late thirties, Milo Ventimiglia is also late thirties, so yeah, he would be perfect. Would like fit. he's dangerous and he's awesome. He has the vibe. If we're looking for that that vibe where he's not uppity or you know, I mean, actually, it. you know, I'm not gonna lie. If they made it ends with us in the mid two thousands, it would probably start Milo Ventimiglia and. Alexis yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like they would <laughs> yeah, shoot yeah. it. 
like Alexis, Alexis, Alexis would, suit would be perfect. Lily, Bloom, Lily. So perfect. exactly. That's actually my someone who I would picture if this was you know the younger mid, years, yeah, like literally like twenty three, yeah. yeah, that we're going for twenty three. Alexis Bledel fits yeah. the book completely. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't think... remember. Wait, is Lily blonde? No, right? So that part I don't remember. I think she is. I think she is. I, are you sure? Because I feel like she would have been named Daisy. <laughs> God. I, like... I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, Ryle is not supposed to be um, Italian either. Well, I mean, I, I forget where Justin Baldoni's like, I don't forget his ethnicity. Um, I think it's Italian. Baldoni. Yeah, he's he's it's he's a uh, half Italian, half Jewish, apparently. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so but uh, his last name have... supposed to be Kincaid, isn't it? Ryle Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Irish as hell. Um, Do you know what I who I think would be the perfect Ryle? Yeah. Chad Michael Mar- Murray. I think he would be great. Like. Because if we're going is by it that... Murray? Because I always called it Murray when I was younger, but it's, no, it's Murray, Murray, right? Murray, yeah. But Murray just sounded so foreign back then. I was like, it sounds Murray. way cooler. Murray, Murray sounds like a shampoo brand, like Murray, the competitor French, of L'Oreal. French, <laughs> French brand. So yeah. Yeah. So but I think that's who I Michael picture. Murray would suit it. I think another actor who would suit it. I, I feel like we're just stuck in uh, Gossip Girl right now and the CW <laughs> shows, but I think Chuck. Yeah, I knew Chuck, you were going to say Chuck. But really the thing is, it. him and Blake just have zero chemistry. I think it might have to do with Chuck trying to rape um, Serena in the first episode of Gossip oh, Girl. Oh, really? That Are might be sure? related to the lack of chemistry. Are you sure? Because I feel now, like that would have been announced in Gossip Girl. Now, was, me personally, never... I don't think I would... Like, okay, wait. Like we're that, going into yeah. a vortex again of the Gossip Girl like reactions. Okay, so we we will also be releasing our exclusive Gossip Girl podcast next week. Uh, no. t- <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. I wish, I wish because like I, you need. There to... was so many episodes that I don't remember. Like I when you were telling me because you re- you 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 rewatched like a the few first episodes. episode, yeah, right? A few episodes. The first few episodes. Yeah. And he was telling me like Chuck is tried to rape Serena. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would have known if he did. And then I realized, oh yeah. You know, that's why it makes it makes me laugh because a lot of people are like, the new gossip girl has ruined everything. And I was just like, was the original <laughs> was there something to ruin? Like let's be real. No, the thing is the original. Like, don't be a freaking don't do hater. It. Don't okay? don't defend it. Don't don't do this. Don't, no, it's oh, the fashion. No. It's the fashion. Because the new one now, I'm just like it's the new type of fashion now where you're just like, you're purposely burning money. Yeah. You're just messing with me. You're wearing a freaking trash bag that costs $3,000. So yeah. it's that sort of fashion. But back then, honestly, I could have put the show on mute and I would have just appreciated it. <laughs> I mean, while I agree, you, it is a product of its time. It's made in 2021 or 2022, right? So, of course, it's going to match the fashion of today. Um, I'm sorry not everyone can stick to wearing a T-shirt on top of a long-sleeve shirt or, like, wear wear a dress with it's, um, you know converse what? sneakers. Gossip you know? Girl was okay. more sexual. <laughs> so, the, the shirt on top 
was a tank top. Oh my it god! It wasn't a shirt. You, you know, for the let's viewers, just get this if, right. For the listeners and the viewers, whatever. Um, all five of you. Uh, it might sound like we're being sarcastic, but that's literally what Serena wore at some point. Like I, you know what? I am willing to watch every no, single episode no, 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 to no, find no. you a picture. You of know that. who wore it? Jessica Short. Um, the, the I know I Penn Badgley's sister is... in the show. No definitely wore it no, not, at some point not that one the other one the like pseudo sister their 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 childhood friend but she was on the show that's probably another wo- woman that chuck tried to rape as well there's really a lot of you know like, now that uh, i, I this. like okay we, we're, we're we're spiraling let's yeah, move on to the gone. next bit of book related news uh so this one is near and dear to my heart uh Daisy Jones and the Six is an upcoming miniseries based on the amazing New York Times bestseller by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and they have just released a teaser trailer. So accompanying the teaser trailer, they have an official plot synopsis. Um, Let me read it. Based on the best-selling novel by Taylor Jenkins Reid, Daisy Jones and the Six is a limited musical drama series detailing the rise and precipitous fall of a renowned rock band. In 1977, Daisy Jones and the Six were on top of the world. Fronted by two charismatic lead singers, Daisy Jones and Billy Dunn, the band had risen from obscurity to fame. And then, after a sold-out show at Chicago Soldier Field, they called it quits. Now, decades later, the band members finally agree to reveal the truth. This is the story of how an iconic band imploded at the height of its powers. So, you know, I know you haven't read it, Um but what do you think about this? I just find it unfair that you read the synopsis for that, but not it ends with us. I feel like people needed to read the synopsis again to hear about it. But okay, this bias is so that aside. The, it is so that the <laughs> listeners will go back and listen to our episode about it. <laughs> well, I'm actually intrigued. The thing is, I just, I'm not a fan of those type of books because I enjoy happiness. She said I as she promotes like, a book about domestic abuse. Again, I didn't promote it. You promote you told said, me you told me Chien, Chien. It is No, is I said so I genius. said She's we amazing. need to Wow, you're even willing to lie. You, you know literally told fact, you told me you that it's so brilliant. Fact, you did tell me it's brilliant. No, I you said that it's a brilliant take that you were trying to that yeah, she went it, into it, the it abuse really instead of It is a brilliant take though. Like forgive the abuser and give him all the rights to see his uh, child like I you know what a wonderful take to I'm know. just saying it's a brilliant perspective where you she's trying to kind of give you yeah. an insight into how domestic abuse survivors yes. still get into the same exact situation again it wasn't about Ryle you motherfucking asshole <laughs> like, it is amazing like it's like, really it's... not about Ryle you bitch you know exactly what the book was about but whatever but i mean based book, on I'm the plot not... of it starts no, with us like... it kind of sounds like it's still about ryle because even though <laughs> you know it it starts with us as the no, biggest I... cash grab in human history like yeah, exactly. I, like okay no I, that's I not true i um, don't want to the read stupid it. fantastic beast movies those are the biggest cash no grabs. i don't want God to damn. read it but i feel like i need you to suffer more yeah. Because I reread Lothair yesterday. So I feel like, yeah. yeah. 
It's uh, fine. So that, that will be uh, our the next, next episode. episode. Yeah. Um, but just as a, just as a preview, I love Lothair and uh, she has other thoughts about it. So stay tuned <laughs> for that next episode. Uh, but anyways, let's continue. Okay, so... So for this one, I think that... Um, I'm actually intrigued, but I would not watch the show until I read the book. So I, I'm going to read the book at some point. It's, I just have to be in that mood because it is fiction, but it's that type of setting where it kind of gives you the re- reality in a way. Because they did allude that it's kind of loosely based... On Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why. Good thing you said Fleetwood Mac because I was going to say Florence in the Machine. <laughs> I was like, it's FL something. I was so close. See, here's the issue. <laughs> the listeners will have no idea who is older because you just referenced <laughs> this random like newer band whereas I'm just like, yeah, Fleetwood Mac great yeah. album like yeah like yeah and, rumors you know rumors i remember the i, I remember ever. i put them in my slam books <laughs> again by uh, the way I by the don't. way wait <laughs> side note if you want listen to the um i think two episodes ago we mentioned slam books um there was a show that i was watching and it mentioned that i just can't remember what show but i was just like <gasps> So it was real. I thought it was just like our it, Asian thing. Of course, it it's was real. A real thing. No, it was yeah. a real thing even even yeah, in course. the U.S. Pompeii, Pompeii oh. was real before the volcano. But you know, there were uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were real. It was uh, a real thing. So there are a so... lot of real things that no longer exist because <laughs> time has moved on. So Daisy, <laughs> yeah, Daisy, and spoke Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, Daisy, so you're excited um, for that. How many I'm, episodes? So it's just a limited they, series. They haven't announced the number of episodes. I am glad it's a mini series. I I messaged this to you, because it cannot be compressed into a movie. Uh, there's just way too much stuff. Uh, they would miss a lot of the nuance if they just turned it. I'm into actually curious a movie. because I think the style is more of, it's kind of an inflection of what what they were thinking like you know the band itself how they imploded and everything so i just wonder how it's going to be executed because a lot of the time that's the you know pitfalls of books into movies because books you really get their inside thoughts and everything and it depicts how they're going through certain dialogues and whatever yeah but this case um it's purely going to be all visual so I'm really interested how that's going to happen. Well, um, if you read the book, it actually, it's mostly told through dialogue um, because it's told through interviews, right? So yeah, but in, still, based on it's the teaser, kind of, you still on, have that. Based on the teaser, process. they're going to, they're going to involve a lot of um, uh, interviews as well. So the cast, um, I, I'm sort of conflicted on the cast, actually. Although I did find out that Timothy Oliphant is going to be one of the supporting characters. And I love Timothy Oliphant and everything, so I support that. Uh, but uh, Daisy Jones will be portrayed by Riley Coe, who is, of course, Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Um, rest in peace, Lisa Presley. And, uh, so, and the male protagonist will be portrayed by Sam Claflin. Um, so he'll be portraying Billy Dunn now. So my girlfriend and I were huge fans of the book. Uh, 
but we kind of don't agree on some of the cast. I, we haven't seen them yet, so, you know, of course, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, Camilla Marone will be portraying Billy's uh, wife, uh, also named Camilla. And there's a, it just doesn't suit the image we had of Camilla. I can't explain it. I feel like she just has a very modern look, uh, which sounds extremely subjective, but I don't know. I can't explain it. It Maybe it's the way they which did Ca- her makeup. Camilla? Camilla, Camilla Marone. Camilla Marone. I, I don't oh. know. Um, but yeah, she just has a very modern look in the teaser trailer. Uh, um, it doesn't seem like it's the 70s. Maybe I'm it's the actually way they surprised did that Dakota Johnson is not in it because she has that vibe. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe because maybe I read the book. I She doesn't. I, I don't agree. Um, I would actually or, sooner... Or maybe you just hate, you know. No, I would have sooner cast Daisy Edgar Jones, actually, as one of the roles, which would be extremely confusing and funny for everyone, I think. Um, so, you know Daisy Edgar Jones, right? I can't remember her face. Oh, okay. Kind of, she's kind of similar to Dakota Johnson, but the point is that she has the same name as Daisy Jones. Anyway, um, now Suki Waterhouse will be playing the keyboardist, and this one I really, I'm just like, okay, okay, she needs bangs not, though, without this, bangs. Yeah, but yeah, Suki Waterhouse I feel does not match the description. Yeah, of Karen. and I feel like she's a bad actress. Suki Waterhouse, uh, yeah. what role have you seen her in? paparazzi just kidding <laughs> the i think is she the one in love rosie or something isn't that lily collins wait of course i will know who lily collins is <laughs> i mean i haven't seen the movie so i, I really and it's not worthwhile to know <laughs> anything about that movie <laughs> okay i haven't seen she was in Pokemon Miss Norman. She really has nothing to put. All I know about her really is that she's Robert Pattinson's girlfriend. She's Robert Pattinson's girlfriend. Oh my gosh, you don't know anything. Oh, this is this is why so, we're we're a team. She was in Love Rosie. She just okay. played a small role. Okay. I don't know who she was there. No. But how dare you? How dare you say to me that? wasn't that lily collins as if like i was confused <laughs> how dare you i mean i don't know you don't have instagram anymore who knows what you still remember <laughs> um so it was a time <laughs> some other stuff about the show uh as i mentioned um riley co is um elvis's granddaughter and her mother recently passed she mentioned in a statement my mother is certainly an inspiration to me and she was a very strong, smart woman. I was raised by somebody who did their own thing and didn't really care what other people thought. She was definitely inspirational to me, uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, you know, it's quite unfortunate that her mother passed before this show was released. Uh, and, oh, in addition to that, uh, Atlantic Records released a single from the show because, of course, it's about music. Um and this song was played throughout the teaser trailer. Again, all of it will be linked in the description. Uh, I can't play it because we'll get copyrighted. But as someone who read the book uh, twice, 
and as someone who is sort of a big music fan i don't know i have some thoughts about the song okay so the lyrics are still good they didn't change the lyrics um the song is regret me and i i like the instrumental and riley had this amazing like vocal at the end that was just perfect like it was exactly how i pictured it however i feel like i feel like they needed to fix the mixing of the track okay so um before we had stereo sound uh actually nowadays we have like movie theaters have something called like a 7.1 audio uh or a lot of movies i mean have 7.1 audio or five point and then they compress that to 5.1 audio and then after 5.1 audio you have stereo sound and then after stereo sound you have mono right um before the beatles pretty much everything was mono and of course of course their engineer uh um with the help of their engineer jeff they were able to sort of pave the way for stereo sound in music uh i can go into that a bit more but basically by 1976 or 77 when this uh band was at the height of their powers they should already be on stereo sound so i don't understand why it sound why the track sounds mono as fuck okay like it re it's really difficult to distinguish the vocals from the instrumentals um now i've listened to it with my sort of expensive headphones and the mixing is really just not good and i i don't know why it it really sounds like someone recorded it with just a mic in a concert from 1977 maybe they were going for a live thing but i think it was a mistake to do that and yeah i wasn't happy about the song at all and um but again i liked the instrumentals and i liked riley's uh vocal at the end but everything in between i was just ugh, i was really not happy with it. like play actual fleetwood mac you know <laughs> i mean fleetwood mac made music uh, that they can listen to for inspiration and they can hear that the vocals and the instrumentals are all very distinguishable from each other you know so i i really don't understand what happened there I hope the rest of the album that they will release uh will be better but yeah I'm I was a uh, I was not a fan I was not a fan of that Yeah but yeah I can't, I I can't believe how long you just went on your rant for one single like by the way, this segment was just supposed to be like a short thing that we release, like this episode, and now it's already long again. Because so I can only I uh, I can only imagine how you'll be like once this mini series is released, especially when you've analyzed this book so much. I just know how picky you're gonna be. I mean, he, I don't know. I just enjoy music, like everyone right so and i also enjoy history so it, uh, i don't know i i'm i'm really hoping that it will be better please uh okay so 
Next thing on the news that I've There's compiled... more? <laughs> Are you kidding? No, no, no. Next. Uh, in addition is to that... Is this the best? Uh, we have two more. Next one is... Paul McCartney is releasing a photography book compiling 275 of his snapshots taken between the end of 1963 and the beginning of 1964. It's going to be it about his be... wife again. No, it's uh, called 1964 Eyes of the Storm, and it's mostly about the Beatles. Um, so that's something to look forward to for some Beatles fans, basically me. Yeah. Uh, next thing that I want to discuss it was actually I really controversial. I feel like you're going to get like five copies of that at least. Like your friends will just buy that. He took the photos. He, he took the photos. It's mind-blowing like no but i was oh, just saying like so... all your friends will just assume that's the book the gift for you and then they would be not correct. knowing there'll be you'll already have all the copies and knowing you you will keep all the copies yeah yeah and frame them <laughs> but yeah so paul mccartney amazing musician person and now photographer he's perfect okay sorry person you've met him <laughs> I know you can, him. If you listen to his music, you'll actually understand who I he really is as a person. Don't, okay. I really well, don't then understand. You, then you are like, deaf. You are not no, listening. Properly. I really don't understand how I can have such a stalker brother when it comes to music. We will also be releasing a music <laughs> podcast uh, starting next. No, I'm kidding. I would never do a podcast with you about music. You yeah, don't I'd be the music. worst. I'd be. You the do worst. not like music. I'd be I've the noticed last that. Person. You actually no. Don't you like know music. why? I'm just a visual person, which I'm is ironic because I love I love books, but I'm visual in the sense that I will appreciate music concerts more than you know listening it to it at home for me it's literally just background noise that i use to concentrate so i like a lot of the times people will be like i mean i i'm just shocked that you support those kind of lyrics and i'm like what are you talking about i can't hear the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) all i hear is the music i think for me that's why broadway is the most dangerous place because it combines two of my favorite things yes for you yeah cinematic like drama and yeah. then music oh exactly my that that's how i was able to memorize hamilton songs after the first time i saw it like and the irony is when we were in the uk you were like nope not going to the west end like lego star <laughs> no wars way. was life-changing so no I stand way. By that. <laughs> okay so the final bit of news, next Go. um this one made a lot of waves actually so uh brandon sanderson he okay. is one of the greatest uh mm-hmm. fantasy writers and in my opinion currently the best fantasy writer um and if he wrote more sci-fi he'd probably be the best sci-fi writer as well uh he took a stand against audible slash amazon recently um okay. so his five upcoming new books will not be released on audible um the the audiobooks yes uh so this was pretty interesting um and he explained in detail why uh he had a statement and everything so for those who are unaware audible is basically the go-to audiobook platform like in the world and if you even have an amazon account you will probably get an email from Amazon once a week saying, oh, why don't you try a free trial of Audible? 
And you can actually find most authors on Audible. In fact, it's actually pretty easy to get on Audible. Um, so you got to give credit to Amazon for that. Like in terms of letting people put their book there and or their audio there in this case, it, it is really convenient. What's less convenient or what's less good is the fact that Audible offers only 40% of royalties to its authors. So this, this is a big deal because authors on Amazon are already losing money. Um, on Amazon, it is well known that they sell books at a loss, at least compared to actual bookstores or even other uh, popular digital bookstores. Um, but in addition to that, they have also formed a monopoly on audiobooks. Basically, if authors don't agree to sell their audiobook exclusively on Audible, then they will receive significantly less royalties and their books will not be promoted as much on Audible. Um, so they have to agree to 40%, basically, or else they're basically not going to have an audiobook. Um, surprisingly, a significant percentage of Adults worldwide um, use Audible um, or listen to audiobooks, and it is a really, it is a really strong market for readers. So authors cannot afford to not have an audiobook available for their readers, which is why the majority of them, Brandon Sanderson included, have agreed to these terrible terms and conditions. Now, um. 40 per, by the way, 40% in royalties, this is how bad it is. An independent bookstore, a mom, like a mom and pop bookstore, basically the bookstore from You've Got Mail, offers 50% on books, for 50% uh, in royalties per book. So a, an indie bookstore literally offers more money than one of the most successful companies in the entire world. So this is... A pretty terrible practice. Um, now, Brendan Sanderson has decided to not put five of his books on the platform, and instead, um, he has chosen to go with Speechify. Now, interestingly, Speechify offered him 100% of the royalties, and then Sanderson said, okay, if I was not Brendan Sanderson, what would you offer me? And they said, we would offer you 70%, which is what we would offer every author. And he said, okay, then I will take 70% as long as you allow me to publicize the details of your contract and our negotiation and inform my listeners or my readers why I've chosen to go with Speechify. He said, of course. Um, there, He also received an offer from Spotify, but due to an NDA, he can't actually explain the terms and conditions of that deal. But... This is a really bold move by Sanderson. He is literally, you know, putting his money where his mouth is. Um, he did he did state that it doesn't mean he'll never use Audible again or never use Audible for his books, but he's basically he's basically risking a significant loss of income because, um, I mean, up until now, had you ever heard of Speechify before? <laughs> No, right. Um, no offense, Speechify. I'm sure it's great. Please sponsor us. Uh, but most people know Audible. 
and most readers won't want to start a membership on an entirely new platform just for one author. But he's taking that risk and he is doing it fairly as well. He he accepted 70%, uh, just like every other author. So I it's an amazing thing to do. And it's really cool of him. I am hoping more authors do the same move because the monopoly that Audible currently has on the audiobook market is frankly unconscionable. I, I really, it's it's quite terrible. So yeah, what do you think? I mean, I have to wonder though if he has calculated the risks because yes, he already has his uh it's established but a lot of the time now it's really about convenience so especially if people already have their audible accounts or exactly so it's a huge risk but it is a huge uh, risk that's i mean that's good of him that you know he wanted it to be transparent so he gives like other authors like upcoming authors the opportunity as well but yeah. i have to wonder like maybe he's also being you know he's getting a sponsorship deal with speechify as well i mean that's what i would do i would leverage that well the reason why i don't think he has a sponsorship deal is because well i don't think they can afford him to be honest um okay so some perspective that's true for the five books that he will be releasing uh he has earned already 41 million dollars mm. those books have not even been released by the way but he it's already crazy. has 41 million dollars okay from so, like pre-sales so what you're saying is he does need the money yeah like the if anyone like mm. you know i'm sure you could say oh there you know everyone wants more money yeah but <laughs> that's true but i don't think it's worth this you know like if it was just for a sponsorship deal i really don't think it's worth him possibly losing so much money or possibly pissing off audible that they stop promoting his books although again even if they did stop promoting his books i don't think it would matter <laughs> I really, yeah like at, at this point there's no way that will affect him <laughs> that's definitely but true that, that's the thing though i think He's one of the few people, one of the few authors who can survive to stand up to Audible. I hope um, people of his stature uh, or people of greater stature like Stephen King will similarly stand up to Audible and do the same thing. Yeah, uh, but it's crazy how much, like, no wonder Bezos is so rich. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, you know, they also bought Whole Foods. It's crazy. Not even shocked. Yeah, but that crazy. is that is our book news for this week. Uh, stay tuned for uh, our upcoming episode about... Oh, Gossip uh, Girl. About Le Faire <laughs> by Cressley Cole, one of my all-time favorite books. By the way, I, did, I haven't even reread it uh, right because you don't need to. I don't need to. I don't need to. And I was busy reading a, na a na the newest Naomi Novik book, and you know how much I love. Wait, Naomi Novik, we, we were gonna so. talk about that in the yeah. next one. Like so, the beginning, we just talk about what we read. If you liked this um, 
episode where we focused more on book news rather than one specific book, uh, please leave a like or download uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or uh, dear God, whatever platform you're There's on. There's so many. <laughs> you know what to do. You know what to do. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast. You can also follow me at Gian Romano. You can't follow her because she doesn't have Instagram because she thinks she's better than us. But and I'm and I'm turn and it turns out I am becoming better because look, I had an actual genuine reaction to <laughs> the these book news that I have not never even heard of. Because knowing me, I would have known because I love Blake Lively and Reese Witherspoon. So Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yay. I think I made a mistake. Wait, I think Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I the articles. I I didn't see it properly. Reese Witherspoon is not producing it as with us. Thank God, I misread that. Um, Reese Witherspoon is producing Daisy Jones. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. So I I knew sa- Reese. Reese, Reese you've, me. you've saved your reputation. <laughs> Honestly, I was just like, I guess this is Reese's first mistake. This is actually uh, everyone makes a mistake at some point. This is it. okay. All right. Okay, we're so... we're gonna read that starts with us now. See you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.